You're listening to Upstream, a production of the open source and standards team at Red Hat. For more podcasts and updates, visit community.redhat.com or follow us on Twitter at Red Hat Open. Hi, this is Joe Brockmeyer, and I'm coming to you live from Red Hat Summit in, uh, well, not-so-sunny San Francisco, and we're announcing Project Atomic today, and I have with me one of the masterminds of the technologies in Project Atomic. Hi, uh, my name is Colin Walters. I'm a senior software engineer in Red Hat's server experience group, and uh, I've been working on a Project OS Tree, which we're going to talk about. So tell me, what is what is OS Tree to start with? Because there's layers on layers in this thing. So we're introducing Project Atomic, which is pulling together a couple components. It's pulling together Docker as a way to deliver applications. And RPM OS Tree is a new way to update the host operating system. So it's a change from the traditional package-by-package update model. Instead of package-by-package, we give you a complete file system tree as an update. And furthermore, it's very easy to roll back if something goes wrong. So tell me the difference between an image and a tree in this context. Right. So there's kind of a spectrum of update systems out there, right? On one side, you have package systems, which are very flexible, and they're independent of storage. You can use, you can install RPMs on ButterFS. You can install RPMs on X4. Um, and on the right-hand side of a sort of spectrum, you have image-based updates. And they often lock you into a partition layout. So when I say OS tree is about trees, hence the name, it's sort of in between. It's like packages in that it's file system and block independent, but it's like image updates in that you get it all as one unit instead of package by package at a time. So it is in between the two worlds. And then on top of that, we have RPM OS tree, which does what exactly? So RPM OS tree is just a, a way to deliver operating systems in a dumb fashion, kind of like rsync. You're just replicating the content from a Compose server. But you need a way to generate that content, right? So RPM OS tree is a way to take on a Compose server the RPMs, any RPMs you want, and and commit them to a tree. And then clients can just replicate that. So this kind of gives us the best of both worlds in that the investment that people have made into developing the packages is preserved, but they get a better delivery mechanism for production deployment. Right. What I would say now is that we're adding a delivery option because there's a lot of use cases where the flexibility of traditional packages is still warranted. But anywhere you would use packages, you could use OS tree instead on the server side, RPM OS tree, to compose those packages on a, on a server and deliver that to clients. This didn't start out um, initially as a project for Project Atomic this or, or even for Docker containers because this precedes that by some, some several years. Right. So OS Tree came as part of a project in GNOME called GNOME Continuous where it's a high-performance continuous delivery system. It's in order to make sure that a couple minutes after a git commit that we're, we were testing the changes that we landed in GNOME. But I always had OS Tree as a separate layer so that you could feed RPM content into it. And there's actually people feeding Deb, Debian package-based content into OS Tree too. So the core OS Tree is content independent. Obviously, there are a lot more components that go into Atomic. Gear D that's coming in, there's Cockpit, there's, you know, System D rolls into this. Anything that, you know, any of the other components that you're really interested in that you want to talk about? Right. It is really about the combination of them because a trade-off with the OS tree model is that once you've replicated a tree, right now it's immutable. 
OS tree itself doesn't give you a way to add or remove things. And even though we're putting RPMs into it on the server side, at the moment, you can't add or remove stuff per client. So Docker is a way to add or remove apps dynamically, where you get your applications as, as an image. And uh, systemd, of course, we're using to start and stop Docker containers. And geardy is a way to orchestrate these Docker containers. So it is, it is really about Project Atomic is combining all of these into a best practice for deployment of servers and applications on servers. This is, like many open source things, not a complete picture just yet. So you want to talk a little bit about the roadmap for OS tree, uh, RPM OS tree. Right. So one thing that would make the project a lot more compelling for many use cases is the ability to add packages on top. So that will happen hopefully in the next couple of months. It'll probably initially be a subset of packages, not all of them. The other big thing that is still in the process of landing is Anaconda support. Because the goal with RPM OS tree is to integrate with the ecosystem. So you should be able to install using Anaconda to configure your system using Kickstarts, how you always have. So we're going to be adding Anaconda support. Um... And then farther out, there's a lot of best practices yet to be established, like interaction with configuration management, um, scheduling and orchestration, that sort of thing. How does RPM OS tree, or does it, come into building things like Docker containers? They're completely independent right now. Um, there is a potential intersection right now. It's the Docker delivery as images and the OS tree trees are technically very separate delivery mechanisms um, but we're trying to in the docker side and we're trying to improve how we generate base images and optimize those so at present those are using yum um, the traditional yum package manager anything else that you are finding really exciting these days so that i've always been excited about build systems and before i even started os i did a lot of research into a bunch of other ones out there you know there's nix os i looked at what OpenSUSE was doing with the open build service um their open qa i, I kind of just looked at everything even how mozilla builds firefox you know and what can we learn from that so um gnome continuous was a project i started to make continuous delivery and i'm really interested in taking some of that technology and applying it to the rpm world so that we can a couple minutes after a pro a git commit in an upstream project, we can be testing that through the packaging layer. So we're not replacing packaging, it's just more automating it and making it easier to roll back if something goes wrong. And that was kind of one of the things we were just talking about. It's sort of a always, always marching forward, which doesn't always work because sometimes in uh, development you actually find that you've introduced a bug and bad things happen and you need to go backwards, but RPM doesn't deal with that so well. Right, it's tough. Yeah, so OS3 deals with this in two ways. One is that uh, because it doesn't care about version numbers, it's very easy to say, oops, this latest version of systemd doesn't work and go back to an earlier version. So that's going to be, this ability to roll back is going to be key. But it's also not just on the delivery side. On the client side, when you do an RPM OS3 upgrade, you always have the previous tree to fall back. So if you've ever been in a situation where you're running a, desk, a Linux desktop system and you know the latest version crashes, you always have that previous working system to fall back to. So are we approaching a future finally where we're going to have recovery from any kind of you know system oops? You still run into issues where things slip in to production or things slip through. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no substitute for backups. I mean, OS3 itself is, let's be clear, it's not a backup system. It's more... Because it's not backing up your home directory, for example. So, and, and bad things will happen in production. Um, I would say that the most important thing is to move quickly 
and make sure that it's easy to recover from failures. Recover quickly rather than moving slowly, which does make it harder to encounter a sort of production-destroying bug, but it also cuts you out of a lot of the benefits of a fast cycle. I got to say it's just very exciting, and we're actually still in just the early stages. We're introducing a lot of new technology, and there's going to be, I would say it's still a lot of an open field in what are the best practices in, in wiring together containers and scheduling and and moving forward in this world is, is going to be really interesting, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting there. If you'd like to see any of the work that we're doing on Project Atomic, if you'd like to get images to play with, or if you just want to see what uh, all this is about in a little more detail, go to projectatomic.io. That's just projectatomic.io. And take a look around. Colin, can we hit you up on Twitter or social media anywhere? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter as uh, CG Walters, I believe my username is. Thanks very much for talking to us today, and I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. It was good talking to you. You've been listening to Upstream, a production of the open source and standards team at Red Hat. Music for this podcast is The Big House by Jason Shaw, available under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. For more podcasts and updates on work with the larger open source community, visit community.redhat.com or follow us on Twitter at Red Hat Open. Open.